This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Who says Spurs don't win trophies? We have got one in the bag already under Antonio Conte. Rangers won, Tottenham Hotspur two, and Spurs are the winners of the Walter Toll Memorial Cup. I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game. Uh, of course, Tottenham Hotspur have now played three preseason friendlies, two draws, uh, sorry, one uh, draw and two wins. Uh, let's introduce the very special guest. We've got Richard Whitehead, MBE, back with us. Richard, how are you? How's it going? Yeah, really good today. Um, great result. Great to talk about another win. Very uh, positive. So looking forward to the chat tonight. Well, lovely to have you back. We've also got Ricky Champagne Norwood back with us. Actor, of course. Ricky, how are you doing? I'm very well, my friend. Buzzing. We've got the first trophy in the bag. First of many. Let's have it. Let's have it. And we've got Craig back with us. Craig, it's been a it's been a, a good while since you've been with us. So lovely to have you back. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, just been a very busy summer so far, but uh, great to be back and and on the show when we've won a trophy. What more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? Well, well, Rich, you're used to winning trophies and medals throughout your career. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur have won a trophy today. Uh, happy, happy with uh, today's performance and result? Not happy with the trophy. It looked like an egg cup, didn't it? It was a bit I'll tell you what, the funny thing was, when, when Hugo was accepting it, it was like... <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit different from the World Cup trophy, isn't it? No, pass it on. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's great for confidence, isn't it, to um, 
want to go into that game. It's obviously more of a competitive game. Um, and then to come back from a goal behind in the way we did, it's all yeah. about levels, I think. And you could tell today that um, with the seriousness of the games kind of starting to ramp up, Antonio Conte is wanting a certain kind of intensity. And that was shown, obviously, in the game. So it was really good to see that and, yeah, really positive for the coming weeks. Ricky, you must be happy with a trophy. I know, all joking aside, of course, we want the big trophies during the season. But uh, as Rich said there, for confidence, um, it's been a good pre-season so far. What did you make of today's game? I thought it was a great um, kind of test, you know, mental and physical. It was a great test. You know, uh, Rangers came out to counter-attack and to kick us up in the air. And... And they done that, and I, th- I felt though, even though there was a bit of aggression to the game, I felt it was a great test for those boys out there to kind of see what they've got, see what they've got in this new era under Conte, to see what they see what they're about. And I know you're probably going to go into the lineups and stuff, but for me, I thought it was a great kind of psychological um, game that Conte was playing. It was mostly the 2021, uh, like last year's last season side yeah. that started. And it's yeah. almost like, look, you've got the shirt, you've got us here, it's up to you to kind of hold on to it. Do you know what I mean? Because we've got six players on the bench that are ready to come off and, and take your shirt off of you. So what you got, you know? And so it was nice to see a couple of patterns of play, especially early on. I thought, felt that we kind of, you know, apart from their goal, which was a counter-attacking goal, I felt we kind of dominated it in the first half, especially. Second half, it got a bit more bitty. Uh, where the subs were coming on and stuff like that. But overall, I thought it was a, a really good test for us. And with a trophy at the end of it, even though it's a friendly trophy, um, I, I think it was a good kind of test for the, the mental attitude that we're, that we're taking in to, to the games we're about to play this season. Do you know what? Friendlies just don't seem like friendlies anymore to me because they seem like really competitive games. And today was definitely one of those games. Craig, how did you see today's game? You, were you impressed with what you saw? Yeah, I was. I thought we started really strong, actually. It was zipping the ball around in the first five to ten minutes and um, it was really quite impressive what I was was seeing. And it kind of dropped off a bit um, towards, you know, the end of the first half. But second half, we just got the job done. But to be honest, I don't read much into results. It's it's just getting minutes in the legs of the players at this point. And patterns of play, like Ricky said, you know, working on things they've worked on in the the training ground. And, And to be honest, Kane was um, his, his first touch in the first half. He, he lost the ball four or five times, didn't he? Um, still, still working. I played a few nice passes, but his first touch um, wasn't what we know it can be and should be. So obviously, there's work to be done there. But you know, they've uh, they've had our pre-season, all of them. But but the one that impressed me the most in the first 10, 15 minutes was Kulishevsky. I thought he was outstanding in the first five, ten minutes. You know, but yeah. as I say. It's not so much about the results, it's about the performances, getting minutes in the legs at this point. And, um, yeah, things are looking good. Bruce, let's come to you. Um, now, Rangers are a very good team because Antonio Conte said after the game, Rangers are a really good team. Two seasons ago, they won the Scottish League and last season they reached the final of the Europa League. When you, uh, when you reach the final in this competition, it means that you are a really good team and have a really good coach. This was a real good test for Spurs today, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a good test. They're not a great team, though, are they, really? Not a great team. Um, I think it was a good test in certain departments. Um, I also think um, some of the behaviours that we had last year, um, 
in that run of games towards the end of the... Was he jumping in the hot tub? Is that where he's gone? He's in the hot tub. He's getting the drink, man. It all happens on this show. It does, yeah. I've got, I've got Gary in the hot tub. He's going to pop out naked. Gary's <laughs> not with Chris. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, so uh, the behaviours from the last... Um, uh, the last couple of games in the in the league were obviously followed on in this game. One of the thing that, things that I was looking for today was some of those habits, you know, like the setting on habits where he wasn't kind of really getting that ball in as early as possible. Um, I thought Royale started actually quite well. He, he, he had some opportunities to shoot, which he didn't take. Mm, mm. I think generally he started really well and... That, that cutting inside that obviously Conte wants those full-backs to do, uh, those wing-backs, sorry, uh, want to do, he clearly wants them to do that because obviously Mora went into that position and then he was cutting inside as well. So for me, today was all about just setting the scene for the season. Um, I don't think the starting lineup today will be the one that starts in the first game of the season. I think there might be a couple of changes there. Conte's probably got five or six kind of shoe-ins and then other other players that are kind of competing for maybe the central midfield berths, those running back berths, etc. It's interesting what you said earlier, Rick, because I completely 100% agree with you in the starting 11 today uh, because you kind of think that, you know, uh, before today's game, two pre-season games left before the Southampton game, of course, the start of the Premier League season. Um, you think that, you know, the team that got us top four last year um, he will probably stick with. And then the, you know, the six new signings were all on the bench today. Um, Richard said there that he thinks that there will be a couple of changes. Do you? Because I think that he may stick with that starting 11 um, in the uh, Southampton game in two weeks' time. Because, of course, we've now only got one pre-season game left against Roma. Um, yes, pre-season is all about fitness, but you want to start at this stage thinking about your starting 11 in that first Premier League game, don't you? Yeah, and you know what, to kind of back up your theory there on the first 11, I think that for Conte, they're probably the, the, the fittest. They're, they're the ones that have been in training the longest with him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Spence turned up, what is it, Monday. They got to work with Leng Lengley Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Um, so Perisic, it, it, he's been out. So we've only got to see a little bit of him today. So <clears throat> on that basis... The team that he formulated last year, they should have a base of what Conte wants, the patterns of play, what he demands within the game, what type of runs he's asking for. They should be more drilled to his game. And then you can bring in those. The more they kind of adapt to what Conte wants and how he wants to play, that's when you start bringing them in. So I totally get where you're coming from with that. Um, but I, I, I got a feeling that there will be a couple of changes. Um, because I... No, yeah, but I, I think definitely Perisic. I think uh, Basuma as well coming in there with Bentancur, I think would be, I think that's going to be dynamite once once that starts catching fire. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, and even Jed Spence there. Jed Spence, we didn't really get to see too much of him because majority when he came on, the majority of the play was on the left-hand side, wasn't it? So we didn't really get to see too many of his runs or what he can offer. So yeah, so he, he may do that, Chris. But what I've seen within these, uh, friendlies is the ramp ramp up in intensity. So obviously the All Star game, it was that was more of a friendly game. Do you know what I mean? In Seville, they came with a bit of bite 
and intensity was risen because also like we'd been run ragged in training doing 42 laps or whatever it is. So there yeah. was that type of mental fortitude there. Can you, can you get through the tiredness barrier? Can you still perform? Can you do what's asked of you when you've got nothing left, which I think was a great test in itself. And then today again, up, ramp, ramped up the intensity, England, Scotland, you know, England versus Scotland, Premiership versus uh, the Scottish Premiership as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there was, a, there was a lot of kind of, and they put a trophy on 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 the line as well. So there was a, there was another ramp up, and then next next week when we play Roma, I mean, come on, we already know that Conte versus Jose. You, we already know that that's 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 you know that's that's fireworks waiting to happen. And well, it's you know, another trophy it, as well, Rick. It's another trophy yeah. that'll be on the line. That 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 the both of them will want to win to have something over on the other. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be a great test again next next week when we go again. But you're right in the sense of all right, cool. What can we do here? Who's the fittest? Who can who can execute the plans that I'm asking you to execute? And it's mostly the first team right now. Give them another week. Let's see. Uh, the the new boys definitely need more minutes. I would have loved him to change the whole side at halftime today to give them just a half of, of, you know, football to get into the game, to implement their style onto the game, to, to give us, us fans a bit more to go on of what these new boys look like in a Spurs shirt. But, um, yeah, bro, I, I'm still very excited for the season ahead. Um, I, I think there's so much more to come from this team because we've hardly seen any of the new boys implement themselves within the team as yet. So there's so much more to come, but I think we're in a great place. Doesn't it seem, let's come to you, Craig, doesn't it seem exciting, the fact that we've got six signings over the line in this transfer window? They were all on the bench today. And when you look at that starting 11 today, it looks a very good team and a very, very exciting bench with real depth and real quality. Uh, let's go through the starting 11. Hugo Lloris in goal, the back three of Sanchez, Dyer and Romero, Fullbacks, Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessegnon. In midfield, Pierre Mujovier and Rodrigo Bentoncourt. And then the forward three of Kulishevsky, uh, Harry Kane and Hunmin Son. Now, after today's game, um, Antonio Conte was talking about the, the depth in the squad and said, uh, he was talking about Richarlison and said, Richarlison for sure is a player that we signed to improve the quality of the squad and to rotate without dropping the level. If you want to compete... Um, as a team, um, then the squad has to be 16, 17, 18, able to keep the same level, not be up and then down. Now, this starting 11 today and that sub bench shows that we do now have real quality and depth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's, it's almost like a total change from the end of last season, isn't it? Where, where you know, he was turning around and looking on the bench and there was... You know, with all due respect, they're just academy players. Uh, not many minutes, you know, Alfred Devine, Harvey White, you know, uh, obviously didn't trust Bergwijn at all. So, you know, we didn't have much. If we got a big injury towards the end of the season, we were, we were royally screwed, weren't we? And we were kind of lucky in that. But the players he's got in, I mean, it's unprecedented for Tottenham to get to get in anybody before the 1st of July, isn't it, really? Let alone, let alone six by before the end of July, we've, we've hopefully more to come. And, and, and I still said, and you, you, you know, you've been through those names and, and we know the, stro- the squad is a lot stronger already. I still think there's going to be a marquee signing. You know, you could argue Richard and he's already. I still think there's going to be a name that I've said to you, Chris, haven't I, many times, a name that's going to make us go, wow. You know, whether that be a Bastoni comes out, out, out of left field sort of thing. I don't know. I think there's still going to be somebody that, that's going to, Improves the team. 
and and it has all the signings have improved the squad, haven't they? They've improved the first eleven. It's seamless. When one comes in, somebody drops out. There's no drop off in standards. Exactly what you said there. The only thing about what I don't quite understand, and I'll be interested to know what his thoughts are going forward. Obviously, Regulon's not really in his plans, and we expect him to go. But I would have expected Emerson to go. Yet, why did he start today? If that's the case, that's that's the thing I don't quite understand. Um, is he putting him in the shop window? You could argue that. I don't know. But I, I expected uh, to see, um, I don't know if Doherty's injured or whatever, or he's just resting him, but I didn't expect to see Emerson from the start today. That, that was the only one that kind of was a bit weird for me. So could Emerson be staying? It would be, um, be interesting to see what happens. But I guess if we have any decent bids in for him, then they might think about letting him go. But obviously at the moment, for me, I think he's looking to keep him. I don't know what you guys think. I'd be surprised. Now Now that we've signed Jed Spence, I'd be surprised if either Doherty or um, Emerson Royale was still at the club at the start of the season. I, I would expect one to leave. Um, Rich, mm-hmm. Ricky, you agree? Yeah, yeah, need to. Um, it, even that continuity of the squad as well. Um, you can't have five or six players in one position. Uh, also, m- more being that dynamic and flexible um, on that side. Um, I think um, Doc. Um, we're now looking to see if we're wanting to challenge for the top three in the league and we're looking at the squad as well as the first team. Is it strong enough? Is it dynamic enough? Where can we use the players? Um, and we need to trim some of the, the squad to bring in other players as well. I still think, like Craig, we might get another one or two players in, um, in maybe that, that, that attacking central midfield uh, position. And also um, centre back, um, and I think what Conte's doing is he's he's kind of giving players that as much opportunity in his head to go. Actually, I don't think you're in my team. You're out. So obviously the players like the Winks, the Regions, etc. I think they're going to be kind of eased out the door. Players like obviously Emerson. I think he's maybe got another couple of chances. To be honest, I think. He will, he will probably stay and Doherty will go. That's my, that's my gut feeling. The thing is, Rich, I think it's very evident um, that if you are in Antonio Conte's squad right now, you are getting an opportunity and you are getting game time because during these three games, everybody in the squad has had game time, haven't they? So they've had opportunities. Yeah, yeah no, a lot of the players have taken them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> there's still lots of different areas like Hoiberg today needs to, he needs to practice his shooting, man. <laughs> Do you know when he missed that chance? Do you know when he missed that chance? At first, I watched it, I thought, I bet he was overstretching. No way. He had yeah. plenty of time to take that. That's three on one. If that happens in the Premier League, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't take him off. That is That was useless. But it, even Sessignon, I think, for me, I've heard a lot of stuff that Conte's said about Sessignon. And he really backs him. He backs him not only in, in, in a Spurs shirt, but in the future in an England shirt. I'm not really seeing that at the moment. I'm seeing the opportunities he's getting into and he's not making the right kind of decision. So Conte's really putting his faith in Sessegnon. But I, th- I think obviously like the Perisic is going to come in and obviously mentor him through this two-year period. Ricky, when uh, after the game, Antonio Conte spoke about levels and keeping that high level uh, of quality throughout the team. Um, when you look at the sub-bench today, uh, Forster, Austin, Spence, Doherty, Tanganga, Roden, Langley, Perisic, Saar, uh, Basuma, Brian Hill, Lucas Moura and Richarlison. There's some real quality there, isn't there? 
It, it looks fantastic. It absolutely looks fantastic. And it's been a, a very long time since we've had a bench that we can call on or look on like that. Do you know what I mean? That, 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 that there, are, there are actually players that can come on and affect the game, <clears throat> change the game, <clears throat> you know. And exactly what uh, Rich was saying there, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about a, a couple of players that, like you, you, you were talking there about uh, Emerson or Doherty or, you know, Sessignon and stuff like that. There was also Tanganga, who is rumoured to be going on loan to AC Milan, who also came off the bench. There's also Brian Hill, who yep. is rumoured to go out on loan. You know, there was there was a couple that... Sa- Saar was the other one, who's rumoured to go out on loan, who looks like a tidy player, by the he way. He looks solid. Um, yeah. he, looks, he looks like a tidy player. Um, you know what? Uh, on Rich's point there about Sess, I've got to say that I totally kind of agree with him. You know, I totally hear the faith uh, that Conte's put in him and the club have put in him. Um, but I haven't really seen him pull up any trees. The, the the game that I can think of in which I've seen the best Sessignon so far was maybe versus Leeds last year before he got injured. Um, and then that Bayern Munich goal under Poch as well. But I haven't really seen him take his opportunity as much as I would like him to. Do you know what I mean? I haven't seen him really burst and kind of make himself a, a, a kind of stonewall starter. Perisic was on for a, what, 15, 20 minutes? He didn't get too much too much play, but that one cross, he done one step over, managed to get enough space, and then the cross that he put in, which was perfect, do you know, it was just perfectly weighted. Richarlison just got on top of it. If that was Harry, do you know oh. what I mean? Or even Kulu on that side, who's a little bit taller, I'm sure that that would have either been on target or a goal, you, you know? So these are the things that we want to see from Cesc. I, I think we're all getting excited about you know, Carl Walker, Danny Rose 2.0 with Spence and Cesc. But every time that I've seen Cesc so far, I, I still think there's a way to go. I, I still I, I still see him, like, having to break out of his shell a little bit. So hopefully that comes by the time of the season. And and with Regulon as well, I've got to say, I, I agreed with uh, Rich the last time we was on as well. I, I still felt that he was the best option at left-back yeah. before Perisic yeah. turned up. I still felt he was the best op- option there. I felt that he, you know, we saw that against uh, when he was playing Seville, when he was playing for Seville, when he was on loan, the crosses and the dynamic runs and the take-ons, fantastic. In the first first season that he turned up, he was given us loads of that. And then I think he got injured and then it just started dropping off a little bit here and there. But yeah, listen, I've got faith in what Conte wants and how he sees the, the club going forward. I think it's super exciting. I think we haven't seen what this side has to offer yet at all. We're only seeing a base level right now. We've still got levels to go. And I love that now we have a bench and now we have a second team that can actually come in and can maintain those levels, if not rise them a little bit, you know, raise them a little bit. So it's super exciting time still to come for Tottenham. Craig, do you feel that excitement? Because when you when you think uh, today was was the first time we saw 
Uh, I know we were all expecting Fraser Forster to be uh, a sub-goalkeeper to Hugo Lloris, but it's the first time we saw him in a Spurs shirt. First time we saw Lengley in a Spurs shirt. Uh, Basuma as well. Perisic, uh, the same. Um, there's so much more to come from these players. And of course, we do now only have one more pre-season friendly, uh, you know, before we go into the Premier League season. But, you know, so much more to come. And of course, you know, 40 odd days still the transfer window. Um, do you expect any more sign-ins? And, and, and if so, in what positions? Because when Ricky talks about the wing-backs there, and Rich mentioned them as well, um, the wing-back positions are so important to Antonio Conte. Do you think we're any further forward with him knowing who the two that he wants to use, um, you know, for, for most of the time in these very important matches? Um, I think left wing backs had, you know, I'm a bit of a regular fan. I think he's a, a good lad. And he's, he's putting some good performances. But I think it's plain to see that it's going to be between Cess and Perisic and they're going to share the workload. But on the right, as I've said, I, I still think... Uh, perhaps he's undecided about who's going, but you know it's, it's interesting because both Doherty and and um, Emerson of or Emerson's agent has almost come out and saying they're staying, haven't they? Certainly Doherty, but um, he's got to get rid. He can't have three, can he? And it, it's interesting he's played more in that position, so he could, in theory, if he's happy with Mora playing there, he could take a risk and get rid of both Doherty and Emerson. Of course, that that is another option. So. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me that Moore has been playing there. I mean, if, why would he be playing there? Other than, you know, I can't quite work that one out. I think maybe um, if he can rely on him a little bit more than the other two boys and his, his delivery is a lot better. I think the delivery of, the, of Emerson and Doherty has been questionable for Spurs, for sure. And I think I'll, I'll, <clears throat> Yeah, I'd agree. But but in that case, then, you, you that kind of adds credence to the fact that if you trust him more, then why keep Doherty and Emerson around? You know, we'll get, so I'd possibly, possibly too. But um, in answer to your question about transfers, I still think if another centre back comes available, I think we'll be in for him. I think a um, attacking midfielder will be a possibility of a Madison mentioned, Zaniolo mentioned. Uh, I think there's a deal to be done there with Zaniolo, to be honest. But I think they're going to concentrate on outgoings because we're five over. I think it is for the um, for the Champions League squad in um, foreign players, isn't it? So we've you would expect Ndombele, La Celso, Sar to go out on loan, Regulon perhaps to leave, and another perhaps Emerson. I don't know, but that's the numbers they've got to get down because they all can't be in the squad anyway. So Conte's going to want them in the squad, isn't he? Um, so you would think five or six are probably going to go and that's what they're going to be concentrating on. But if somebody comes available in the positions, might, I might, you know, they might go for a proper, proper striker. I don't know. But um, I think they'll just wait and see. Some Paratici will have something going on in the background, no doubt. Craig, when you mention about a creative midfielder, if Spurs mm. bought a creative midfielder today, where does mm. he fit in to, to Antonio Conte's system and uh, and this team? Because... It's all well and good. All of us fans keep saying we need some more creativity in midfield. Where does he fit in? You know, what uh, what different system does Antonio Conte play with a creative midfielder? Well, he would have to change the system to what we're, we're aware that he's been playing, you know, since he's, since he's been at the club. But don't forget that he somehow got Ericsson in the team when he was at Inter Milan. So there, you can do it. Um, whether you have two holding midfielders... Uh, or one, and then, and then just just play uh, 
in the front four, if you like, a three and a one and play as a number 10, yeah. you could do that. But, but you know, it's quite easy to change the formations. These, these are professional footballers. They, they, they can chop and change. They've played in those formations. So I, I would expect them to seamlessly go over to whatever he wants them to do. But I still think we need that bit of creativity because you could say Kane does it and he does it brilliantly. Of course he does. But who else? who else is there creating if Kane's not there? So that's why... I was absolutely, and I will be gutted to see Christian Eriksen in the red of Manchester. I, I, that is going to kill me seeing that. I'm sorry. I, I know popular, unpopular opinion. I know you love him too, Chris, but I, yeah. I just still can't get my head around why we didn't go for Eriksen. People say it's a step backwards. Sorry, you're getting premiership proven quality player for nothing. I, I just will never work that one out unless Antonio Conte walks in my ass and I ever ask him. Why the hell didn't you sign Christian Eriksen? He comes up with you a decent around reason. your next ball party, mate. <laughs> yeah, we could do, could do, could do. But, but, but you know, I was just going to jump. I was just going to jump on a couple of these points here. Eriksen, I think, I think there was a respect level. I think there was a respect level in the sense that we couldn't offer him the amount of games that he would have required. Um, he would have had to have been adaptable. Whereas Man United kind of can give him the dough that he's after, give him the length of contract that he was after. I don't think that we wanted to disrespect him by giving him a year or two year contract and then getting rid of him, selling him or him not being able to play or him being upset. Do you know what I mean? I think that for Ericsson, he needed some type of guarantee that he was going to be an important player. And I don't know if, if Tottenham could have given him that. When talking about the creative uh, midfielders that we're talking about here, I think we're, we're getting narrow-minded in the sense that we're thinking that the guy is going to play number 10 the whole time. If we look at the transfers that we've got, the majority of them, the key that Conte's asked for, or Paratici has asked for, is adaptability. Uh, where they can play number 10 or on the right or on the left. This is why Richarlison was bought. This is why Perisic yeah. was bought. You saw yeah. him everywhere over the field. And I think that this is what makes Lucas important as well. Because again, you see his adaptability to be able to play right wing back and then go left wing. Do you know what I mean? Or he can play number 10 or right wing. So I think his adaptability or, or the adaptability of a creative midfielder coming in is going to be key. And I think that the reason that he's, he's keeping Lucas or even trying Lucas at, ring white, at right wing back is uh, a lot to do with his speed and tenacity and dribbling ability. Also to be able to get a, a ball into the box, but he creates problems on a right wing side. You know, right wing, we, we, we know as fans that sometimes he will dribble too much or he, he might run himself into trouble. But right wing back, he's got that whole line to run down. He can cut inside, he can create space, he can create chaos. And I think that's where he's going with that. Yeah, for sure. Richard, I want to come back to you and I want to talk uh, about uh, the right wing back uh, situation still because Jed Spence, of course, uh, became a Tottenham Hotspur player last week. What did you make of Antonio Conte's comments coming out stating that it was a club signing and not his? I think, obviously, uh, initially the club saw it as um, an opportunity to maybe um, get some financial reward from that signing, obviously. Um, quite cheap for... Uh, the talent that he clearly has got. Um, Spurs fans are going to see somebody that has got endless amounts of pace, the kind of skill level that Gareth Bell bought on the ball as well, um, and can cross the ball. Um, so, uh, for me, I think Antonio Conte initially probably hadn't done, hadn't seen him as much as maybe some of the other um, uh, 
uh, players that he was wanting to get in. Uh, but obviously, Peritici and the, and the club wanted Spence in, the, in through the door because they saw some real raw talent that, that the club could invest into, bring, bring him up to the level. I, I think, maybe not from the start of the season, but I think he will he will show the club some real kind of uh, quality in that investment. And uh, we've definitely gone down a different road with how we're, how we're getting our players in, but uh, a Jed Spence uh, coming into the club shows that we're still uh, looking at those uh, English players with talent. Uh, so obviously he's, he's, he's a big part of the under-19s going into the under-21 squad. And uh, he will bring a lot of energy that Reg, Reg Long brought on the other side. Uh, but like Craig, I'm, I'm really disappointed that he's he's um, been let go. I think he, he was definitely a better option on that side. I think um, Jed's, Jed's going to be great energy. I, I, I think even down to some of the negative energy that we got, when we when we when we signed him from Middlesbrough and obviously his loan at Forest, saying that he was a little bit of a diva and all the the Neil Warnock kind of conversation, what I've heard from him and some of my friends that, that know of him, have said that he's actually quite humble and he's uh, he's very much a football focused. So I think uh, the Spurs fans will see that in his commitment to the club, especially when he comes on and plays. And also, Rich, what have you made of Lucas Moura at right wing back? Have you been impressed? And do you think yeah, Antonio well, Conte? He's I think he came on, didn't he? And he, he did a bit and then he just got um, moved into his uh, more familiar position. I think, uh, again, what Ricky was saying about um, uh, how he plays on the ball, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to move the ball up through the, uh, through the phases of the, uh, of the pitch, um, what uh, Lucas likes doing. And obviously then he's going to be obviously chopping and changing with that... With that um, Right, obviously forwards, um, and not being not being too isolated. I think sometimes what happens is with Lucas, he gets isolated and then makes a the wrong decision, stays on, stays with the ball too long, or takes a crazy shot on. Um, Lucas is a great addition to the squad um, because of how dynamic he is. Again, what the guys were saying about recruitment of players, it, we're not recruiting for a position. We're recruiting because the attributes that they've got, that they're dynamic enough to, to play within a Conte team. It's Conte's team and all the pawns are like fitting into the places that Conte wants in certain scenarios. So going back to your, your point about um, the attacking midfielder, I think maybe Conte will, will revert back to a back four if he, if he fits somebody in as a plan B for that attacking midfielder. Um, because I think Within the Premier League, going into a Champions League uh, season, you need to be dynamic enough, not just to be playing the same system all the time. Rick, let's come to you. Um, in the fifth minute, um, Kudoshevsky had a shot on target. It was the first shot on uh, target in the game. Goalkeeper save with his legs. What did you make of uh, Dijan Kudoshevsky today? It's just he's just dynamite, isn't he? He's just dynamite. I think he's got speed. He's got tenacity. He's got a real kind of want to win and play under Antonio Conte as well. Um, the, the, the cutting, always cutting onto his left, I think might be a problem going forward. He just might have to work out a little trick here or there to kind of switch to the right or practice with the right or a trick to get him past a player so that he doesn't see the switch to the left so that he can have a shot. Because I've I got a feeling that some, you know, the, the the team, especially in the Premiership, they might go, all right, and cool. Let's just, you know, try and work him onto his right foot. You know, he's going to cut back onto his left, and and then we can nick the ball there. 
but him as a player is dynamite, bro. He knows the he knows the the, the mission that Conte's put out for him. You could see him and Sonny, especially in that first half, just hitting those wings, hitting those wings, looking for the over the head ball. Do you know what I mean? Where where a, a player has got their back to him, but they know that all they've got to do is turn and whip it. They don't even have to look. They've just got to turn and whip it, and one of them are going to be there. And you could see that that's what they're going for. And the 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 more that they kind of get up to the speed of play, I think that's gonna that, that's gonna be like a, a winner for for us. Um, also, you know, with the whole kind of uh, Conte and Spence quotes, I really implore every fan to go and read the full article that Alistair Gold done and the whole interview that he done with with, with Conte. I think we we tend to. Uh, because a lot of us are, are, are pessimistic, right? A lot of us have, uh, have been sold a dream and we've never got it. We're not. And, We're not, right? Who are you talking but, about the other two? Yeah, <laughs> not about these two. I'm talking about <laughs> some, somebody who's got the initials AC, but we, we're not talking about air conditioning. We're not talking about air conditioning. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, is because we've been beaten up and we've been promised the world for so long, that this year, the fact that it's they're, they're actually delivering is a little bit of a mind blow. So we tend to look for, all right, cool. Where are they gonna? Where are they gonna fleece us? Where are they gonna hit us in the stomach? Where is it gonna happen? So this headline comes out about Conte being like saying, you know, he's not my choice, basically. But if you listen or if you read the rest of that uh, interview, he also says that no player is forced upon him. No player. He will not accept a player that is forced upon him by yeah. Levy or Paratici. So he, even though it might not have been his choice, don't get it twisted and don't think that Conte hasn't gone and done his homework on him and gone and watched a couple of games, whether it be, you know, uh, yeah. in, in the video room or whatever, or, or the analysis room, or looked at his stats or looked at what type of player he is, physicality, mentally, all of those things. Don't think that if he didn't believe, Conte didn't believe that he, uh, Spence, could become a proper Conte player that he would have been, you know, recruited or we would have bought him. Absolutely no way. So I wouldn't worry about the quotes. He just being truthful. He just saying the the club identified this player, you know, they brought it to the table. When I've looked at it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think he'll be fantastic. Also, he said he, he will become a very important player for Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? There's another headline, you know? So he's already got a plan. Don't ever think that because he's like, I didn't choose him, that a player's been forced upon him or he's not there, or, or he's there and Conte don't want him there. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't worry about it whatsoever. Like, we are, we are cooking with gas right now. We've got to trust the system. We've got to trust those um, that have kind of gone and brought in these players to fulfil the positions and to fulfil the remit that Conte has put before not only the team, but the club. So don't worry about it. Do not worry about it. But Kulu, Kulu's the man. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, let's come to you. In the 11th minute, um, a Rangers player was in on goal. Romero with an excellent tackle. And then a few minutes later, uh, he gave away a foul just outside our box. But I tell you what, every single... I know we've said this thousands of times on this channel, but every single time I see Christian Romero, it just seems to get better and better. What did you make of him today and what, what have you made of him during pre-season so far? He's, he's just an animal, isn't he? He's, he's a proper animal. He, he, we've needed a defender like him, you know, to, to support that back three or two or whatever formation we're playing. Just just a real superstar and he's just getting better and better in my opinion. Um, he's, he was outstanding again today. Um 
that double tackle that set up, um, can't remember who scored it. It was towards the end of last season, the, the one where he almost cut the player in half when he it was on the right hand side. I can't remember who we were playing against, it, but it wasn't it, Richarlison, was it? <laughs> <laughs> could have I think been, it was Henderson, Henderson Liverpool. Yeah, Henderson. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, could well have been, but uh, it, it was just he's just a phenomenal player, isn't he? And and um, I'm just so glad we've got him. And you can kind of see why he was voted Serie A Defender of the Year, to be honest. And he's only young, isn't he? You know, he's only going to get better and better with, with age, isn't he, you'd think. And, well, just going back to Kuliszewski, he, he, he's actually goes as part of the under-21 sort of uh, squad or list, doesn't he? So it's unbelievable because he looks about 50. But he's, he's 21. He's 21. It's he's, hard to pay for out. <laughs> It seems, seems to me as well, he's got some pace in the pre-season. He seems, he seems like he's, uh, they must have had him on a treadmill doing, doing laps. I don't know. He, he just look, they all look a lot fitter, but him especially. It's just, just unbelievable, unbelievable, um, uh, how they've both come on for the and Romero. You know, cause Romero, Romero didn't really see much of him, did we? Because he had that injury. Um, he was out for a while, but towards the end of last season, he's he just, you know, when we've got to pay for him, that's this summer, isn't it? I think next summer. Gonna, is it next oh, summer? R- I thought, R- Romero. I think Romero. Romero. This summer. Yeah. This yeah, summer. yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I'm sure they'll uh, they'll announce that um, in due course. I'm sure, but um, yeah, Rolls Royce of a defender. So pleased he's uh, he's wearing our shirt. Up there with Van Dijk, I think. I think Absolutely. so. I think so. I think I think so. And, and if you know, obviously didn't get to see much of Lengley today. What I did see, I couldn't really comment on. Just didn't see enough of him to have a form a, an opinion, really. But yeah. obviously, he wasn't the first choice. But um, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if he perhaps starts there uh, against Roma. He's got to, hasn't he? I think because yes, because we've done about Ben Davis. If he's going to be, uh, he's going to be fit for that first game against Southampton. So. I'd really want to see him. I think Davison did okay though today. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like I've said before, anything that is going backwards, it's a it's a problem for the team. When he's on the ball and he's he's looking up and he's playing the ball forwards, I think he's uh, he's he's competent. Um, A couple of really good tackles he made today. Um, Mm. I I didn't see anything negative about. He wasn't at fault with a goal. Um, The back he done a back heel as well, didn't he, Rich? Yeah, yeah he, didn't, he didn't mean to. He looked great, though. Looked That's great. it, yeah. But yeah, you put somebody in, didn't he? Who did you put in? I can't remember, but I know you put somebody in. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. But he, he looked strong. Chris, I remember you saying, obviously, watching him train, that you thought he looked like he'd beefed up a bit. and looks, He looked strong. He looked strong. Mm. And maybe that's something that Antonio's said to him, that to be in my team, you need to be physically stronger. Well, he's, yeah. he's fast, doesn't he? I mean, Carl Walker was never the best defender, but he's got pace. And he can yeah. get back and just get in the way. So as long as he's not having these mad moments, you know, if you if you're fast, you get back and you block a shot. You know, yeah. whereas perhaps the slow defender, Ben Davis, quality defender, but he's not the quickest, is he? Yeah. So you I know, think the three today looked strong. I think it was. I, I just yeah. I, I just think obviously when you're when you've got those uh, wing backs, they need to come back and defend a little bit, and that's where I think obviously we, the three at the back really did have to work quite hard today. Mm. 
Rich, let's talk about um, Rangers' goal. Of course, they went one and up in the 24th minute. But before that, they had a shot at a goal in the 18th minute, comfortable for Hugo Lloris. Um, and then just before the goal was scored, Eric Dyer gave the ball away. Uh, poor control from the Rangers forward. Uh, luckily, we got the ball away. But then moments later, Rangers took the lead, went one nil up, tapped in. Uh, a cross came in from the right. It was flicked on and then it was tapped in. What did you make of our defending for that goal? I don't well. I've, I think the the DB uh, setting it on on the line, and then it was kind of a little bit of a flick, and then uh, is it tapping in? And then um, it was obviously the striker put it in. I think it was a little bit switched off by the centre backs. Um, yeah, I've, they had twenty minutes probably today uh, where they were pressing well, and I think the team looked a little bit um, tired mentally as well as physically. And then obviously when they scored, it was just that light ball moment where it's like, we're, we're here now, we need to go up those two levels. We're a far better team than Rangers. I think um, I think Hoyerberg, Benzinko, that, that point, didn't have a lot of influence on the game. Then all of a sudden, obviously, again, that light ball moment, they need to be into the tackles, kind of not letting the Rangers players settle on the ball and just take full control of the game. Um, yeah, I, I thought I, I thought we'd win that game easily, especially after the first half. I know we were one nil down, but we had so many opportunities. Um, as, as we know, Kane's like dynamite in front of goal at the moment. Everything he touches, yes, McGregor did have a couple of saves, but um, yeah, he looks very sharp. Last year, with all the Man City talk, he came into the season and he was having to work his way through. I think this year he's going to be on it from from game one. Um, yeah, very positive um, with that. I think Rangers for me were just a little bit of a sitting duck um, at that point. We, we just had those levels to, to to raise to take control of the game. Rick, let's come to you. Rich said there we had a whole host of opportunities, which we did. We should have scored a whole hatful of goals in that first half, and we didn't. Uh, in the 25th minute, and Richard mentioned this one earlier as well, um, good work from Hunmin Son, and then Pierre-Emi Hoybier shot wide. It was laid on a plate to him. How on earth did he miss? I ain't got a clue, bruv. I, I don't even know how he didn't get to, like, at least connect. Do you know what I mean? Like, it and was saying the keeper saved it. <laughs> and, and, yeah, he, he got a touch. He got a touch. No, he didn't get a touch. Yeah, yeah, that old chestnut. That old chestnut. But you know what? Let's let's put it down to uh, preseason. Let's put it down to a bit of kind of uh, a bit of exhaustion or whatever it is. A bit of fatigue, let's say. Uh, and let's yeah, hope that he say he he, sa- he saves the goals for the Premiership, but. On Hoiberg, on Hoiberg, I'm sure it was Hoiberg today that put Dyer in trouble. When Dyer let go of that ball, do you know, you were just speaking about it there, Rich. But who yeah. put Dyer in trouble? I'm sure it was a pass from Pierre, I'm sure. It was, yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. And and then, what was it? Last week's game, didn't he do a back pass that yeah, was... shit against... The that was terrible, yeah. And and then somebody I can't remember one of the real players took it on as well. So maybe that's something to watch. He's touches a bit off. We still got to get him up to speed a little bit. But I, bro, I, I I see this these these preseason friendlies. This is where you make your mistakes. This is where you do scuff the ball. This is where you take a shot from outside the box and go ooh. You know this is where you try new free free kick takers, which I really would have loved Sonny to take a free kick today, but. I'm sure that's a different subject. We'll speak about that in a minute. Bloody hell. I would have loved loved it. 
But but this is where you're making mistakes, okay? And this is where you recognize what mistakes you made so that you don't make it when three points are on the line. So, you know, all right, he slipped, he missed it, it went off. <laughs> but uh, let's hope that uh, versus Southampton or versus Chelsea, that there's a banger in there for Pierre. Craig, let's come to you in the 28th minute. Kuliszewski uh, went on a good run, passed it to Hunmin Son, got the ball back from him, uh, had a shot, tipped over the bar by the goalkeeper. And then a minute later, Christian Romero had a chance in front of goal, headed over. How, how on earth did he miss that one? I do, yeah, it was it was a weird one, that was, because I wasn't actually sure it was one of our players headed it. And it was only until they showed it the second time. I just couldn't believe it. I, I thought it was, uh, was easier to... Easier to score than to miss, but it was just a really weird one. Well, he'll be, he'll be thinking about that, no doubt, tonight. But uh, you know, as I've said before, at least he was in the right position. You know, if our players are in the right, but if this is one of those set pieces that this guy has been working on, um, <laughs> as Ricky said, it's just a shame they didn't work on it with the cane free kick because that, that obviously hasn't been worked on because that was exactly as. Straight this last season, just straight into the bloody wall. Again. Like that. I was like, if Son I is not speaking this, what the it. hell is going on, man? I don't get it. It's obviously, if you're working on it from different positions around the box, what I'm guessing he's doing, you can't, if you're having, if you've got a direct free kick and you're having the shot, all that you can change is where our other players are going to be. You know, are they, if they're standing in a certain position to get out of the way. Um, I think Kane hit one of our players, in fact. That's what I don't didn't quite, quite understand. So is it, is it one of them up the arse? And um, he's go, going like this. Yes, Harry, that was bad again. <laughs> How can you do all these wonderful things yet you can't you can't score a free kick? He had that effort, didn't he? He had that effort and he scored and it was like three players and it like luckily went in and then all of a sudden he's like, yes, I've got it back. Where Sonny scored in two consecutive games in both uh, top corners and I'm going... Look, that is where you need to go. If the ball is in those positions, Sonny mm. takes it. Not Harry, Sonny. That's it. Somebody, yeah, if, yeah. If you're listening, and, if you're listening, Antonio, Sonny in those positions, not Harry anymore. That's it. But, that's but, but, but what that's has Bio been doing? This new free kick, this new set piece guru that we've got in. <laughs> surely, surely yeah. he's like, listen. Kane, I love you. You're going to score 100 goals next year, but none of them are going to be free kicks. So what we're going to do is we're going to let Sonny take him. Let's give him a go. Let's give him a go. Yeah. I mean, come on, come on. Like, again, hopefully, hopefully they're holding it all off <laughs> for the season. But we need to start seeing a little something, a little change in these, in these set plays. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, there's 4,000 set plays, 4,000 different ways Harry Kane can kick it into the wall. <laughs> that, that's all I've seen. That's all I've seen. So, so he needs to. Um, that's Chris Frozen, or is? Uh... No, he's just he's just really enjoying this talk. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's frozen, isn't he? I think I've he's just gone to the bar in Glasgow. Yeah. Got himself some uh, some beers for tonight. Yeah. He, he's left us. He's put yeah. up in a frozen picture of himself. He's left us to it, and he's off. He's in the bar already. If anybody's out in Glasgow tonight, you might see Chris. <laughs> yeah, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna look there. exactly like he does in this photo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, well, I'll, look, I'll, um, I'll, uh, who's, who's next? Richard. I tell, tell you what. Just while Chris is in the loo or whatever he's doing, um, Harry Kane, right? 
that the free kicks we've we've covered this, but then he goes and does what he does. I mean, he's, yeah. the first finish was phenomenal, but the second one was brilliant as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I it's think just... um, Kane's one of those uh, real confidence players, and but you can tell what he's going to do. It's like you know the art when Thierry Henry was playing for Arsenal, you kind of knew that he'd kind of pull the ball to the mm. right and then he'd curl it in that right hand corner all the time. Whatever he did, Harry's the same. He's obviously one-on-one with that defender. The defender knows he's going to knock it to the right and then try and bend it in that corner. And he does it competently. I, th- I mm. think what, we, what we've got now with Richarlison is another option. If Harry does need time away from the, the pitch due to injuries or we know that sometimes that he is uh, with that being overworked, sometimes he can get injured. One of my concerns with Richarlison is that header today was probably the only chance that clear cut chance that Richarlison's had in pre season. I think we need to get Richarlison more into those positions that Harry's in, more into those positions, so he's got those opportunities. Because I can see him as a as a person needing those chances to build his confidence going into into, into the season against Roma. He needs to score or at least have those opportunities. Do you think the Ulster get should or worthy of a start up front as a number the number nine rich then you well, reckon against Roma? I, I don't know. I, th- I think he's going to have to, isn't he? He's going to have to start him and uh, maybe Kulu or uh, Sonny kind of sit on the bench um, and just use that as an option for those those front three. I think what happens is when Richarlison's there with Sonny then uh, Harry kind of drops back slightly and it's a little bit more closed. I, I definitely saw that the other day. And then the wing-backs are obviously then bombing past. Uh, if that's mm. the case, then we definitely need to get Richardson uh, those opportunities because he is, he's a player that, I don't know if you look at his body language, sometimes he doesn't look like he's too interested. But I hear here from what, what I've heard from the other players and from other clubs, that he's, that's just his demeanour. He's just pissed off when he doesn't score. For me, yeah. he just a little bit disinterested. It'd be just really good for him to get on the score sheet. Yeah, Rick, I'll tell you what, I, I think that, didn't you, about Richarlison? I never really liked him much at Everton, but I, I kind of like him now, didn't you? <laughs> uh, listen, he's he, he's got a cockerel on his shirt, bruv. I love him. Stay there one second. I'm just going to open the door. <laughs> oh, yes. Everybody's I'm leaving. Is it, is it my turn to leave now? Kay's right. gone. No, Rick no, is gone. Go. Is no, gone. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. No worries. No, but listen, like, I think that... <gasps> I, th- I think that what's really important right now is more the positions. So it, are they making the right runs? Are they in the right positions to receive the ball? Or it, they don't really need to score. He doesn't really need to score right now, only for confidence and stuff like that. But he doesn't really need to score right now. The positions, the runs, where he should be when Harry's got the ball or when Hoiberg's uh, got the ball or when Spencer's got the ball. If you're in the right position then goals, they'll come. And they'll come in bags, mate. They'll come in, 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 in like a, a, a like a, a waterfall, Brad. Like Maybe. Just... I'm sure that as a striker, he wants to get that first stiffy of scoring for Spurs, I'm sure, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but, but again, him, him being frustrated going into the season, I think that helps us. Because he's, he's going to want to score once he does get on the field when it comes into a competitive game. Uh. You're back, Chris. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. 
Um, I was just shining the trophy. That's what I was doing. Oh, um, yeah. oh is, is, is that what you call it? Is that what you call yeah. Mrs. Cowling? <laughs> Great. It's the video we want with that one that we want today. Yeah. Now, in the, in the 32nd minute, Eric Dyer had a long-range shot. Of course, he, he did this exact thing in the pre-season game against Team K League, where he scored a fantastic goal. But where has this confidence of uh, Eric Dyer shooting from long-range come from? Do you know what? I think, personally, he's always, he's always had it in the locker. We have seen him shoot from distance before. He just hasn't got anywhere near the goal. So I think he's always had the confidence with it. But he, he does strike the ball well in all, in all seriousness. You know, we, we've seen him take free kicks. And uh, we, we, we were talking earlier about free kicks and Harry Kane. I mean, Eric Dyer's surely got to be up there in the pecking order before Harry. Uh, you know, Harry can do marvellous things. But there's one thing you can't do, and that's take free kicks. And I can't. Can't believe, you know, is he? That's the thing we don't see training. So is he banging him in in training? He's saying, you know, because surely even Antonio Conte is going to say, like Ricky said, you know, Harry, I love you, mate, but for fuck's sake, walk away from the ball and you get a free kick, you know, because why would you do it? And maybe there's a position there for you, Craig. Well, do you reckon? Yeah, well, I'd have to be Italian now. I'm not Italian, am I? I'd have to learn a bit of Italian. Didn't you hear Kulu during the week where he was joking, but he was like, they asked him a question about free kicks, and yeah. Kulu was like, look, yeah. look, uh, you know, like, uh, Harry's got to come off free kicks, and like, Sonny's got to take a free kick. And even if that's a joke, that should tell, tell us something about yeah. what's going on in training. Do you know what I mean? So, come on. Do you, do how are all of us fans still talking about that same thing, though, about the free kicks, and how is Harry Kane? On a serious note, how is Harry Kane still on those free kicks? I think I think it's purely that, you know, people obviously respect, all the players respect Harry Kane. I mean, Harry Kane says he wants the free kick, regardless of how bad he's been on them. The players just say, well, look, you know, he, he's, he's vice captain, he's Harry Kane, we're going to let him have another go. And he probably just wants to prove everybody wrong and put one in the back of the net. But Hugo's in the side of the pitch, him. that's why. Hugo's right yeah. in the end, so he can't tell Harry not to take I, the I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. If it was penalties, you know, you know who your penalty taker is. Yeah. You know, you know who your corner takers are. But And you would think you would know who your free kick takers are. And you're, you're right. Sonny was standing there and they were having a discussion. Now, if that was Sonny, perhaps Sonny's got to be a bit stronger and say, Harry, I've got to have this. You know the discussions we've had. You've watched Chris Cowley's podcast. Everybody thinks you shouldn't be on free kicks. So let me have it. You know, I don't, I don't get it, Chris. I, I really, I really don't. But uh, hopefully they'll sort that out because surely that's one of the easiest things to sort out. You know. Yeah. Well, a couple of other chances that Tottenham had before half time in the thirty third minute. Harry came through on goal. Uh, he shot goalkeeper safe with his legs, and then in the 40th minute, Hunmin Son uh, put it wide to Emerson Royale. Good cross in, and then it was cleared. Uh, and then half time, it was Rangers one, Tottenham Hotspur nil. Even after all of those chances, um, half time, Lucas Moura and Eve Basuma come on. We saw Eve Basuma for the first time in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt. Emerson Royale and Benton Kerr went off uh, in the 47th minute. Rich um, Sanchez with a back heel. Uh, to Ryan Sessegnon, goalkeeper saved a one-on-one. Uh, what I want to know is, what is Davinson Sanchez? What was he doing up there, backpeeling it to uh, Ryan Sessegnon in order to create that chance? Incredible. But yeah, another chance. Yeah, he's got in his locker. I tell you, that's what they've been working at in Korea. Didn't you see all that stuff? That's it. You must have been closing your eyes when they're working on that back, back heel <laughs> around the malarkey. But um, I think it's, it's good that, obviously... 
the centre backs are moving forward. You, you saw today Romero, obviously in those advanced positions, obviously um, Dyer uh, moving forwards with a ball. I think again, what happens is the players move into those advanced positions and those de- uh, defensive midfielders, whether it's like Hoiberg, Basuma, then drop into that centre back position to kind of cover those positions. And again, Ricky Cray, we've all said it's just about being dynamic as, as, as players in a Conte team. And that's definitely what happens. If you really watch the kind of the picture of what Conte uh, paints, somebody moves forward, somebody drops back. Somebody moves forward, somebody drops back. So all the positions are always covered. So that three-on-one that obviously we had with Rangers, that should never happen in an ideal world because the players have all got their responsibilities. Rick, let's come to you. As much as we talk about Harry Kane and his free kicks, we always talk about Harry Kane won the goal. And this week is is no different because uh, the equaliser for Tottenham in the 50th minute, that was a world-class finish again from him, wasn't it? World-class, bro. I'm telling you this. He's he's on a mission to get his golden boots back. Look, he's like, Sonny, I love you, but I need that back. Salah, you can do one because I need that back too. And, um, you know, like last year, we know what last year was. We know, we know the story, the journey that Harry Kane had. And until T- Antonio Conte turned up, what a difference uh, the, uh, that, that we saw within that player. But this year, he is not messing about. When we see not only that equaliser goal, but the second goal, it was just, he's super sharp right now. I said it on the last show. You know, normally he goes the first month without scoring. That is going to go out of the window this year, let me tell you. Yeah. He's not only going to score against Southampton, but he's going to bang two against Chelsea. He is on it. He is all over it, bruv. He is loving what Conte is bringing to the table. He's loving the mission. He's excited, and he wants to go and show everybody again. Anybody that was kind of, you know, like, I don't know, underrating him or kind of underestimating him or doubting him, he's going to put all those doubts to bed again. Again, the same thing that he done after one season wonder. The same thing again after, oh, yeah, but it was, it's only one golden. But the same thing after every time that that boy has been challenged, that man has been challenged, he has come back and shut everybody up. And let me tell you, he's going to come back this year and and and... The opposition fans are going to be so bitter when it comes down to Harry Kane, let me tell you, because he is going to wipe the floor with a lot of them. Wipe the floor with a lot of them. And you know what? Also, before I go, like I'm leaving, but um, <laughs> but be- be- before we move on, Conte, you know what? Like when you look at a back three or a back five, you could see it as defensive, right? You could see it as defensive, whether it's on paper, an extra defender or whether you, you're trying to analyse it. But you know what? Everything about that defensive uh, formation is attacking. Romero's attacking. Left centre-back, whether that's Davies, Longley. That's why Longley's in, so that he can push forward, so that he can get some cross balls in. Dyer moving forward. The reason that he's got confidence to not only push forward, uh, but to shoot, is because he knows that people, like Richard saying there, people are going to cover him, and he's got enough time and space to go and make that happen. By having Romero, especially last season, by having Romero so far up the pitch, what did it do? It created chaos. It created chaos in the opposition because they're like, all right, and cool. There's another player that's pushed forward. Where's Harry going? Where's Sonny going? All right, but also, if we get the ball back, we can counter-attack. So let's try and get the ball back. But they can't get the ball back. So he just creates chaos. It creates second-guessing, which allows us that millisecond to go and bang a goal or to go and create something 
from nothing. So I love what Conte is doing, not only with the attackers, but the defence. He, he wants to attack from top to bottom, let me tell you. So again, we're about to see the proper Conte side this year, you know, after a proper pre-season and, uh, and you know, everyone starting from zero points. I'm super excited to see what comes next. I love you keep saying that, super excited. Um, I'll tell you what, what was weird, what was weird today in Glasgow, that Rangers were playing at home on a Saturday, 3pm kickoff. Celtic were also playing at home, 3 o'clock kickoff, against Norwich in a friendly. It's the first time that they had played at home at the same time, same kickoff time, since 1999. Uh, and Partick Thistle also in Glasgow were playing at home at 3pm kickoff, wow. unheard of. And I can't believe, Ricky, that we're um, on this show for over an hour and no one's mentioned Ricky Norwood and Watford away. <laughs> so all, right. all right. All right. I, do you know what? I was going to leave it to the end and let everybody... I was going to send a lovely message at the end and be like, guys, I'm sorry. I've had complications. There's been audition. I've had tech issues. I've had sound issues. But listen, to everyone that wants that Watford story, firstly, first and foremost, I want to thank every one of you, 75,000 subscribers that have subscribed to the channel and that have not only supported Chris, but have supported all of us being on and, and that contribute every single week and every single time that there's a show, show on. So I've got to send a big thank you out to all of you. And the video will be coming. I promise it's going to get done. It's just been a really crazy week. But it will be there just to thank every single one of you 75,000. And if you're watching right now and you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? This is a, some of the best content out there. What are you doing? Mr. Chris Cowling goes all around the country. He does travel blogs. Like, he'll do day-to-day blogs when, he, when we're on pre-season. And he'll give you a flavour of the city, not only a flavour of the game and the people and what else is going on. So if you, if you haven't liked or subscribed as yet, Make it happen, guys. Come on, you Spurs, and just, 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 just tap the button. It's simple. Change it yeah. from red to grey. We don't like red in this. So change it. If you hit it, it goes from red to grey. So, like, let's make yeah. that happen, shall we? And, and we're we're looking for a new new channel sponsor, Gal Garmin, for uh, Ricky to uh, do, do his bit. So, uh, thank you very That's much, Garmin. That's the last time. Do you know what? Craig, I done you a favour last week, and that's the last time I did you a favour. You, you, you did, you did, yeah. But I, I, I do apologise as well for the tweet to say about you. You've gone to Gatwick to pick Chris up from the airport, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> no, do you know what? They do crack me up, and all of the fans that banter, it is, it does make me giggle, man. It is funny, but I just don't want to tell the story ever again after I record this video. All right, all right. <laughs> Oh. oh, is oh. he frozen again? <laughs> he looks happy. He, 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 he looks, looks really happy, happy though, doesn't he? He, does look he, happy. Looks, he looks like he's shining that trophy in uh, pretty well there, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, I, it looks like somebody's shining the trophy for him. <laughs> yeah, <he's> trophy, yeah. <laughs> That's it. My goodness. Uh, oh, God. I, yeah. I think he's probably going to disappear in a minute unless he comes back. Oh, oh he's gone again. Right, okay. So. Well, where, 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 where did where did we get to in the game? It was Harry Kane's goals, wasn't it? So, I yeah. suppose we better talk about the subs. It was, I suppose, it was nice, Richard, to to see the, the Jed Spence get on for me. I mean, he's one I've been um, 
I've been championing since we, I heard we was linked to him. I think he's going to be a big player, regardless of what other people might think. I think he's going to be a big player. I don't think he's going to be another Jack Clark. What, what, what do you, uh, what do you, have you seen yeah, much no, of Spence? I, I know quite a lot of the Forest boys, so yeah, they're yeah. really massively. Um, say he's a good lad. Um, he's, he's got a lot to offer. Um, he's still got a lot to improve. Um, more around that kind of mental side of delivery, um, but he's he's one for the future, isn't he? He's um, even mm. Brian Gill today as well. I thought he came on. He had some nice touches. He was he's positive. He I like him actually. I'm actually pleased that um, hopefully we keep him in the squad and we don't send him yeah. out on loan. I think he's got a different aspect to offer the team. Um, he definitely is positive on the ball. Um, We've not seen a lot of end product from him um, since he was actually signed by the club. But that's obviously mm. that's something that some of the uh, loan clubs that he's been with have seen. Um, but it, it, I, th- I think it was great that all the um, signings actually got on the on the pitch in the second half. Even Fraser Foster, keep a, keep a clean sheet in his first game for Spurs, is obviously uh, it's, it's great. Um, and also, sometimes when you can have six or seven changes, it can really upset the kind of balance of the team, yeah. which I don't think it did. Um, again, going back to what I said before about Richardson, I'd really like... You right, Chris? <laughs> is Chris actually here or is that a picture? Do you reckon that's a I'm picture? Not, uh, not sure what, though. <laughs> it looks that like he's got one that too much. That, that Glasgow Wi-Fi ain't doing him no good. Mate, it's is terrible, it? isn't it? I bet he's on the dongle. You know, on one of them no, no, right. no. Do you know what that is? I've worked it out. You remember those little things sure. the South Koreans I mean, have uh, the pictures of uh, um, um, yeah, the pictures of Antonio. It's a picture of Chris yeah. holding up like that. I reckon. I reckon he's took the cheap option. Option. He's either in some university digs. Always in the best yeah. western somewhere in Glasgow. <laughs> oh, look, he's gone again. He's oh, gone again. He's gone. That's it. They've cut. They've cut him off. Somebody in the university has actually gone. Actually, somebody's illegally trying to yep. stream a podcast. Yeah. That's it. back in on the Wi-Fi. That's it. Um, Rick, Ricky, Rick, yeah. what do you think about the the new signings? Do you think it's gonna it's gonna give everyone a, a boost to to really think their their positions not not as perhaps. Uh, Solid as they perhaps thought it was, which is a good thing, isn't it? Competition. Yeah. We, we we always say it, don't we? We always say competition for places is really important. And I think especially this year, because what Conte has done is he's risen the level of the second team. He's risen the level of those wanting to jump onto the pitch and take those shirts off of the first team players, off of those that have started. So I think we have done some great business. But I do think it's really important that against Roma, we either start with the second string or we finish with the second string. I'm talking yeah. like a whole half. I think I thought we were going to get it today, but I think a whole half of football in a, in, in a pre-season friendly, where again, like I said earlier, it's, it's the place to make a mistake. It's the place to get it wrong so that you can get it right when it comes down to a proper game, when there's three points on the line. So <clears throat> I think that a, a lot of them need to be integrated, but what I do like is that none of them have been chucked in straight away. Normally, when we get a sign-in, yeah. straight away, they're in the first team, right? You know, and especially a first-teamer. But having a first-teamer level come into your club and then have to earn the shirt, have to earn his start, I think it's going to do wonders for us, man. Are you back, Chris? Are you with us? Tell us you're with us, bro. 
He's still not with us. He's still he... not. O- O2's not got to Scotland yet. It hasn't, has it? Bloody hell. Poor do Chris. Think, and it... Do you think we'll do any more business in the off-season? Yeah, I, I do. I yeah. do. I, I, like yeah. I said about the uh, creative midfielder side of things, I don't think it's just a number 10. I think it's somebody that can play number 10. Somebody that it, it might even be... Well, it, it, we're talking about Zaniolo and Madison, right? So both of them can, uh, can fit yeah. into that side. But both of them, if you saw Zaniolo in pre-season, um, I think it was a day ago, two days ago, he looked strong as hell. Both of those knees, they looked strong as hell. So, and he, and he was very dynamic. Um, caused a lot of trouble. Uh, done great with his crossing, cross-field passing. He scored as well in pre-season. So, there, there is an option there. But I do think, especially with what's going on at Inter Milan right now, where they haven't been able to sell Skriniar, whether it's Skriniar or Bastoni, I, 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 I mean, I would, I would love it to be, I, and all of us would love it to be Bastoni for all the reasons that we've already discussed. But I still think that there's at least one more coming, if not two. Yeah. I never thought I'd Ramon? say this. I never thought I'd say this, but I know how Ramon Vega feels. <laughs> Good grief. Um, ah. Rick, let's stay with you. What did you make of the incident in the 55th minute with Kuliszewski getting a yellow card for supposedly diving? Did you see that as a dive? Was it a dive? I think it was... It didn't look like a challenge, bro. It didn't look like a pen to me. When I saw the slow-mo, in, in real time, I was like, oh, well, he's got clipped. In slow-mo, it, I couldn't really see it. Uh, and mind you, I was watching it on my phone as well. So maybe it was a dive, or maybe where Cooley was going so rapidly that one little twitch, one little knock, just sent him off balance, and that sent him to the floor. And maybe it was misinterpreted as a dive. Um, but I, I wouldn't call it a dive, and I wouldn't call it a foul, and I wouldn't call it a pet. I don't know whether that helps or answers your question, bro. I think it was just momentum. I think it was just like as he was, he was, he was moving through the gears, and I, th- I think he did feel something. But it was more of kind of a hand on his shoulder. But it, it wasn't through his feet for sure. It showed a couple of different angles on the on the Spurs play, and it definitely wasn't um, definitely wasn't contact through his feet. I Greg, personally think you. it was. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I was going to say, in the 60th minute, uh, Richarlison and Perisic come on. Um, of course, we uh, haven't seen Perisic in a Spurs shirt before today. Uh, what did you make of his half an hour? And what have you made of Richarlison's time in a Spurs shirt so far? You've been impressed? Um, yeah. I'd, I mean, Perisic, obviously, um, I haven't seen enough of him really to, to, uh, to say... Um, well, <laughs> I love it. Um, I haven't seen enough of him to comment on him in the Spurs shirt, but I thought what he did have, he done well. He had the old, the bicycle kick, didn't he? Um, I think mm. he's going to be a big player because we we all know we all know his quality. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be great for Seth. So I've got no worries about Perisic. Um, I think he's going to be a really important member of the squad. Uh, Richarlison, I was saying when you was um, when you went off there, Chris, that I disliked Richarlison when he was at Everton. He always looked miserable and diving and all that, which I don't like. But now he's at Tottenham. It's amazing, isn't it? You, you love a player. But he does seem to me to be quite happy now. He, he, he seems to have um, almost got his mojo back, which he probably lost, to be fair, at Everton last season. But I think, again, I've, I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. You kind of know what you're getting with him. He's a hard worker, which I think isn't one of the main reasons why they signed him. Um, you're not going to just want players, almost luxury players that don't put the work in. 
Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to that front line and keep keep everyone on their toes. So I just think we've got a solid premiership-proven player there in Richarlison. And, um, and, and yeah, I can't wait for him to get his that first notch. That's, that'll settle him down as well. He'll it's want to get that first goal. And I hope he gets it within the first couple of weeks. I mean, imagine getting it against Chelsea in the, I think it's the second game we play Chelsea, is it? Second or third game? So, yeah, I think that would be, um, that would be great. That would be absolutely fantastic. And getting the, I think we're away at Chelsea, aren't we, Chris? And I know how much you love going to Stamford Bridge. So, so that would make it even sweeter, wouldn't it, for you? (laughs) That's almost as good as the Wi Fi in Scotland here, yeah. Rich, in the 72nd minute, um, let's talk about another couple of uh, new Tottenham Hotspur additions this summer because Jed Spence came on um, and within 30 seconds he made a good tackle uh, into his debut. Um, Didn't really get a lot of the ball after that. Um, And then, of course, Fraser Forster um, came on for Tottenham Hotspur as well. He was uh, booed quite a lot when he he touched the ball uh, at Ibrox because, of course, he used to play for Celtic. Um, What did you make of those two uh, today? Yeah, we didn't see a massive amount of them, especially uh, Jed Spence going forwards. Um, but it just shows that obviously he's not just a one-trick pony with going forwards. He's obviously he knows he's he's got those uh, duties coming back as well and, and, and supporting the team defensively, which is really important. Um, Fraser Foster is obviously going to be that that uh, backup keeper for Hugo, but I'm sure he will play at some point. Um, I think he's he's uh, he's steady, isn't he? And I've, mm-hmm. I told you before that um, uh, I did some work with um, uh, with Southampton on a project, uh, a footballing project, a long time ago, and he was there, and he was actually quite a, quite a, a, an amenable guy. That's intelligence, I think, is lacking a little bit, but uh, football ability has definitely got some of that in the in between the two sticks. So, and he's massive as well. He's such a big guy, um, which definitely does help, and he does. You just get down to the floor and get up quite quickly. Um, I think the, the thing is with the, the substitutes today is because we were all thrown on at once, it was kind of you never really had time to kind of really immerse yourself in what that player was about. And even with mm-hmm. even with um, uh, some of the players that you thought, actually, we're really looking forward to Botswana coming on and kind of really having an impact. I don't think you, we really saw the best of him. Um, but Perisic, I, I think he's been the one that, He's gone under under the radar, really. We signed him on a three, and he's he's going to add experience. Um, yeah. Look at the goals he scored last year and assists. Yes. I think he's going to bring something slightly different to the team that we have not seen before. Ricky, it was nice to see Basuma finally in a Spurs shirt as well today. Goodness oh, me. man. Oh, man. Yeah, but it's, it's just that I wish I could have seen more of him. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's quick. He's... Um, he, he can play with both feet. He's defensive oh, and offensive right. all at the same time. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And let me just kind of caveat. For, and also, he's got a pair of the sexiest boots that I've seen a player have. Let me tell you. God, I, I wonder what you was going to say there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, clean. Listen, listen. I ain't got the trophy. You know, Chris is shining the trophy over there in Scotland. So. <laughs> but... um. And I'm not with Ramon, by the way. (laughs) We could tell you had no Vino, bruv. You had no Vino. If Vino was there, we would have known. Um, But yeah, do you know what? A lot of people have kind of said, uh, or I've seen a lot of uh, tweets saying that some are underwhelmed about the, the business that we've done. Now, what I will kind of say to that is, 
how did they perform in a Spurs shirt? We were all hyped over Ndombele. I, I, I was, I thought he was going to be the second coming. Let me tell you. Do you know what I mean? I thought he was going to be the one that just destroyed every every other team and and was going to be the one that we pinned all our hopes on to kind of win a game or to change a game or to to to, to be the man in that game. And he ended up being underwhelming and. Um, so if those that are underwhelmed by the, the signings that we've uh, already signed, I would say just give it a minute. Let's see what they do in a Spurs shirt. Let's see what they do in a Spurs shirt because a lot of people were under, underwhelmed with Benton Kerr and Kulusevski when they turn up. And that's all gone out the window right now. And yeah. yes, boots can be sexy, all right? I saw that in the corner of my eye. They can be sexy. They're damn sexy. Um, but yeah, so if you're underwhelmed by any of the signings that we've got so far, just give it a minute. Let's see what they do in a Spurs shirt with a cockerel on the chest, and then we can judge them. Ricky, last question for you all. And uh, can any of you guess what the last question is? <laughs> go on, go on. Where, where, where are we going to finish in the league? Yeah, where are we going to finish? Answer the last question without me even answering it. Go with you, oh, Ricky, oh. first. All right, so I'm saying second minimum, and I'm also <laughs> saying... I'm also saying a trophy as well. Um, I'm saying FA Cup. I reckon FA Cup and at least minimum second. That's what I'm saying. But you, Craig? I, uh, oh, uh, I'd love to say I'd love to say second. I think I think it's a possible. I, I'm not convinced as perhaps a lot of people that Liverpool are going to have as good a season. I think Mane's going to be a massive loss for him. Darwin Nunes. I haven't seen enough of him to see if he's. Any good? I'm told he's pretty good. I don't know much about him, but um, I'm all right. Look, I'm on a high. I'm on a high. We won a trophy today, so I'm going to say second and a trophy. What that trophy is going to be, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the League Cup or FA Cup. But I, don't, I think we're going to fall short of the Premiership if I'm on. But do you know what? The way we started off today, I thought this looks like a real squad. And Conte's got his teeth into this. We've had a proper Conte pre-season, so who knows? Sky's the limit. Let's let's dream big. Craig, we haven't asked you this because you haven't been on in uh, in a good while, but what do you think uh, Tottenham really need to really compete against Liverpool and Man City? Uh, I think we're, we're getting there, to be, to be honest with you. I think we're getting there, but he's built, you need a big squad to compete with City and Liverpool and a quality squad, and he's building, he's building that, isn't he? He's building that. So I still think we're a couple of players short, and I think we're a superstar. We could do with a, a real marquee superstar signing. That's, as I've said many times, going to make everybody go, wow. Who that player is, I don't know. But I think we're still a couple of players away. And um, But, you know, Conte dreams big, doesn't he? He's not there to finish second in anything. So, as I said, the sky's the limit. And we're always, always happy this time of the year. I was, we weren't last year, were we, under Nuno? Do you remember when we went to MK Dons last year, Chris? We was, we was, we was uh, full of optimism, thinking him and, his, him and his beard were going to get us over the line. But it well, didn't happen. But, he did you know. promise. He did promise to uh, make us proud, and uh, and he, he did. He did when he left. He did when he left. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a rule anyway very soon that we're we're not going to mention that name on this channel any longer. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, what, what's your answer to this oh, final question? That I haven't even asked. It's yeah. It's the answer to the question you've not answered. Well, I always go go back to so for any successful team you need to have a strong manager we've got that and we've got that quarterback in Harry Kane 
that defensively and offensively is somebody that kind of leads by example. Whether he's captain or not makes no no difference. Um, we're going to get closer to um, the top of the Premiership this season for sure than we did last year. Um, I would say, I think Man City. See, I'm not sure about like, Man City with selling their players to a, an, a another top six side, not top four, top six side. I don't know why they've actually done that. Why they sold Jesus and uh, Zhivchenko to to Arsenal? It just it just astounds me, really. Um, why would any uh, Premier League uh, side that knows that certain teams are starting to build for a potential uh, title challenge? <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? So I think Man City are going to be weaker this year. Um, I, think I don't Chelsea, see Arsenal as a threat, Richard. That's no, what it is. I, 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 I think that <laughs> I, I, I think that we'll be third. I think Man City and maybe even Chelsea, you know, and Liverpool fourth. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Chelsea second, um, but I think it's going to be very tight between the top three. Mm. What, what do well, you think? Rich- anyway? What do I think? I think the oh, trophy. Oh, your wife I just about to cut out. <laughs> the trophies are coming. I tell you what. Um, on a serious note, the trophies are definitely coming. Um, I am so optimistic about this season. So excited about this season. Cannot wait for the Premier League to start. Uh, I really can't. Um, you know, obviously we play um, Roma and Israel next week, and then that Southampton game. Um, I have absolutely no doubt that we're going to get the three points on that uh, on that day. And then, as you guys mentioned earlier, Chelsea up. You know, as our second Premier League game away at Stamford Bridge. I tell you what, if we win that game as well, I think that we'll all be on a high. And, uh, you know, the season will, you know, would have got off to a flying start, which, uh, yeah, will be great. So I can't wait. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, Rich, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Um, this hour in 23 has absolutely flown by, but of course it does. Because you've not been on it half the time, that's why. <laughs> You think you've been in the student bar in the university, that's why. Yeah, and been here in the long haul, haven't we? No, no, we agree. You watch it back now. You watch it back. We we agree. All the banter is always aimed at Ricky Norwood and not me. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) No, Rich, thanks so much for joining us and uh, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Marathon champ, yeah. I'm, I'm like you, Chris. I'm training for um, London Marathon, so I'm doing a bit of road running, Great North Run, London Marathon, New York Marathon, and have a bit of a rest at Christmas. But um, I'm heavily working on my, my uh, foundation at the moment, which is White Foundation, um, which is really important to give people lots of exposure within sport. And I'm also the Spurs Ability Ambassador for obviously the club. Uh, to provide everybody with inclusion within the ground as well. So I'll be around a lot more next year. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Rich. And uh, Ricky, thanks so much for joining us. What are you up to at the moment? Where can people find you? Well, you know where to find me. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky J Norwood or on Insta at official Ricky Norwood. Uh, but what am I going to be up to? I've just been doing a couple of auditions, but the thing that is the most paramount out of everything <laughs> is recording this damn video. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's recording this damn Watford story. Let me get it out of my life. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that is definitely going to be the priority in the, in the next week or so. But let me say again to every single one of you fans that, that watch, that subscribe, that support the show, that support Chris, 
that support all of us that are come on as, as panelists. Enough love. I'm sending you loads and loads of love. All the subs and support is is greatly appreciated. Not only from myself, but I know from Mr. Chris Callan himself. So listen, Absolutely. keep it going. Keep pressing the button. Let's raise it up to a hundred grand. I'll probably have another story for you when it gets a hundred grand subs. So let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rick. Uh, oh, we haven't mentioned uh, Princess Switch Three for a while. Should we, should we mention that? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, in my, it's on my water bottle, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, let, let's get to Christmas and we can mention it. All right. <laughs> uh, what, you, you, got, you are going to come back then. <laughs> Who knows, bruv? Who knows? <laughs> and Craig, thanks so much for joining us again. And uh, where can people find you? And what, you're, uh, what are you up in that hot tub? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, well the the Chinese takeaway just arrived, so so it's perfect timing. But if you really want to, I'll eat it in the hot tub. There's no water in it. We turned it off. Can't afford the lecky. So, uh, but um, no, DM and nine. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't put a load on there. After it's just for I, I use it for following uh, following top mainly Tottenham stuff. But I do put the odd thing on there about Spurs. But uh, um, yeah, just going to be enjoying the summer and. Uh, Cheer, can't wait to cheer on Spurs when the Premier League starts. But uh, just echoing what Ricky says, Chris does a hell of a lot of good work. If you're not subscribed to the channel, definitely subscribe and go and watch Chris's videos when he was in Korea because they were fantastic. I really love sitting down in the evenings watching them. I love the uh, the Squid Games one. There's yeah. a couple of moments that Chris knows that I sent him a snapshot of him with his face in the uh, as the main character in this. I, I don't know why it made me laugh more than I perhaps should have done, but go and watch the videos. It's some really good content, and uh, Chris does a hell of a lot of good work for Tottenham, so go and subscribe if you don't already. But thanks for having me on, Chris, and I'll see you next time. Well, can I just say, um, Craig, Richard and Ricky, thanks so much for uh, continuing the show when my Wi-Fi cut out here. So uh, apologies about that, but thanks so much for, um, you know, continuing with the show uh, really really appreciate it and really appreciate your time as well and really appreciate all of uh, everybody's support um, the support in the last few weeks has been absolutely incredible so thank you so much for that and we have hit over 75,000 subscribers so Ricky's video will be out very soon um, so yeah, and then maybe it'll go down to 50,000 but you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah thanks so much for, for watching and listening everyone I can't even speak now. Um, And I will see you on the next one. Uh, And until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on! Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 